If you love the History Extra podcast, make sure you follow us to keep up to date and get all the latest episodes. Thanks for your support, and I do hope you enjoy this episode. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash History Extra. Just go to Indeed.com slash History Extra right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the History Extra podcast from BBC History Magazine and BBC History Reveal. I'm Ellie Cawthorn. 2022 is the History Extra podcast's 15th birthday. So to mark 15 years of fascinating historical conversations, we've asked 15 historians to nominate a figure from history who they think deserves their 15 minutes of fame. Some are inspiring people who deserve more airtime today. Others are those whose significance in history has been overlooked. And some simply led fascinating and unexpected lives. In this episode, author and historian Tom Holland nominates Franz Nopcher. He tells Rob Attar more about this early 20th century Hungarian paleontologist, adventurer and specialist in Albanian studies. Rob began by asking Tom how we should pronounce Nopcher's full name. Well, it's a measure, I think, of how uh, little known he is, that although... um, I'm a fan of his for all kinds of reasons. I've never actually heard his name pronounced. Uh, So my pronunciation here may be all over the place. But I think of him as Baron Franz Nopcher von Felscho-Schilvas. And he is a Hungarian nobleman, but of Transylvanian descent, who lived in the dying days of the Austro-Hungarian Empire and afterwards. So he is a product of that um, faintly kind of Ruritanian milieu and he is just the most sensational character. On that point, would you be able to just sort of very quickly summarise his life and career for us? Yes, yeah, so Nopcha is um, chiefly remembered today as a paleontologist. Um, he uh, developed groundbreaking study of European dinosaurs. He was the first person to um, recognise that um, small islands might have a huge influence on evolution, so resulting in large animals becoming small and small animals becoming large. He became a great expert on Albania at a time when Albania was still kind of a land of mystery. Um, And I don't want to say much more about him, 
because that merely kind of hints at what an extraordinary and dramatic career he had. But I would say that the two things for which he's best known is paleontology and as an Albaniologist, if that's such a thing. How did he first get interested in, in dinosaurs, do you think? Because he was a young man uh, living in his castle, as you do if you're a Transylvanian aristocrat, um, castle of, of uh, Sachel. And his sister, Ilona, came to him when he was about 18 and she'd found some some bones some some stone bones and he was intrigued by them worked out that they must be fossils um and he enrolled in a paleontology course at the university of vienna um and within a year he had published a study demonstrating that these were a very very small kind of um of of dinosaur duckbill dinosaurs as they're called uh, and that these were kind of dwarfish um and over the course of uh, the 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 years that followed he was a very kind of solitary man um possibly even kind of maybe bipolar maybe sociopathic i mean he 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 was a guy who who didn't greatly take kindly to other people interfering even if they were supposedly his teachers and essentially he plowed his own furrow and he came up with this um kind of discovery that um the land from which this dinosaur had on which it had been living was an island and he realized that um, the Balkans back in the Mesozoic period had been kind of archipelago of small islands and that the existence of these islands had had a kind of a crucial influence on the way that these dinosaurs had evolved. So in a way, he's the first paleobiologist at a time when people, when scientists had not thought of situating dinosaurs and other prehistoric creatures within their lived environment. He was the first person to do this. Um, and, you know, he... He he's an absolutely kind of groundbreaking figure in that sense. And he does it pretty much, you know, isolated figure. He's not really consulting with huge numbers of other specialists. He's he's absolutely doing his own thing, as he does <laughs> all his life. So his professional life was very interesting, and, and his personal life was also really interesting. And am I right to say that he was homosexual at a time when this must have been quite complicated, you know? Yes. That's 100 years yes. ago. Yes, uh, flamboyantly so and unapologetically so. Um and he he had two great loves um the first um was a uh, a croatian count <laughs> inevitably because that's the kind of life he lived uh so count draskovic who was um very well known uh, photographer and who Nopska ran into while he was um, fossil prospecting out in the the wilds of transylvania and um draskovic was particularly interested in albania and this was a time when it still had that kind of aura that it had, had for Lord Byron. So you remember the famous kind of paintings of Byron in his Albanian clothing. It it, it was bandit infested. It was um, a place of of myth and kind of ominous rumor, and exactly the kind of place that Nopsher immediately thought, "Well, great, this is this is for me." So he he um, he started um, uh, exploring Albania, and in. 1906, when he was right up in the the magnificently named Accursed Mountains, he met a shepherd called Bajazed Elmaz Doda, who became the second great love of Nopcha's life. And in fact, I mean, the, the, the pair of them stayed together for the rest of their life. Nopcha employed um, Doda as his secretary. And together they went all around Albania, where all kinds of glamorous Tintin-style adventures happened. So um, 1907, the year after um, Nopcha had met um, Bajazid, he got kidnapped by a bandit. Um, 
and a kind of complicated uh, rigmarole had to be spun whereby uh, Nopsha cast himself as a spy, had himself taken to the local prison where he then got kind of redeemed by uh, Bajazid's father, all brilliantly kind of complicated and swashbuckling. Um, and in 1913, Nopsha topped this by proposing that he become king of Albania. He went to the, uh, the um, Austro-Hungarian authorities and said, look, just give me 500 men. Uh, I can do this. Um, I will... I'll lead, I'll lead this army, it'll fall to me, and I will uh, ride in triumph on a splendid white horse. And his plan for ruling his king was that he, despite being gay, he was going to marry a very, very wealthy American heiress for the sake of his subjects and um, fund the Albanian budget that way. So he had it all set out. Unfortunately, um, it didn't happen because the First World War intervened. And also the, the British were not very keen on it and they pulled strings to ensure after the war that it wouldn't happen. Still to come on the History Extra podcast. Because he's just the most dramatically entertaining and flamboyant figure imaginable. I mean, I, 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 I can't imagine anyone having led a more dramatic or um, kind of eye-popping life. We don't always realise just how much our negative thoughts and experiences stick with us and weigh us down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mum does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger. Talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapists anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash history extra today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash History Extra. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash History Extra. Just go to Indeed.com slash History Extra right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And so what did the First World War mean for him? Well, initially, uh, 1914 is the year that he publishes his revolutionary study of dinosaurs. So for Nopsha, that's possibly the kind of the, the biggest event. Uh, but what it meant for him was uh, continuing really to um, to serve in Albania. So he's, he goes there a lot, disguised as a shepherd with Bajazid, and that's a, a crucial part of his um, his war record. The, the end of the war is very, very bad news for him. Um, so Transylvania gets ceded to Romania, and so he loses his castle. And although he he kind of kicks up enormous fuss about this, and the Hungarian government say, "All right, you can have it back." When he goes there, he gets run out of town by his ex serfs, and so he he loses his income. 
um, and, and becomes relatively speaking impoverished. There's also a, a predictably dramatic moment where he finds himself um, trapped by the Hungarian Soviet Republic, which is very kind of short-lived in um, in, in 1919. Uh, and he gets at, he escapes this in an absolutely classic Nopsha way by um, staging the very first hijacking of a plane. <laughs> So he hijacks this plane and uses it to get out of uh, out of danger, you know. So that's absolutely the uh, the, the measure of the man. Um, the, the Hungarian government um, they appoint him to uh, to, to run the um, geological institute in Bucharest, um, and this provides him with an income. But the problem is that it's a desk job. It's kind of nine to five. It's very very not what Nopcha is really into. Uh, and so that all goes wrong as well. And the end of his life was quite a tragic one, wasn't it? Could you explain what happened to him at the end? Well, he, he becomes quite unwell. He gets confined to a wheelchair uh, on and off. Um, he subjects himself to a, a, a radical attempt to restore what he feels is his flagging libido, which involves having a, a kind of rather brutal style of vasectomy. Uh, and once he's had it, <laughs> Nopcha says, brilliant, <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> uh, and um, says that it's been an absolute triumph. Um, uh, and maybe this then plays um, a, a, an important role in his decision to chuck in his job um, in Bucharest and to go off on a motorbike tour with um, with Badgerzed in the sidecar. And so they put on their leathers and go uh, motorbiking off um uh, across Europe, and uh, Nopcha funds this in large part by selling off his priceless collection of dinosaur fossils to the Natural History Museum, where I, th- I believe they they still are to this day. And uh, off off they go. Um, and Nopcha gets increasingly depressed. Uh, he's he's clearly temperamentally very prone to depression. And in 1933, they're in lodgings in Vienna. And Nopcha just kind of hits the wall. He, you know, the, the the black dog devours him, and so he he makes some tea for Badger's Ed. He laces it with very strong sleeping powder. Uh, Badger's Ed drinks it. Nopcha then kills him, shoots him through the head, and he then writes um, a suicide note saying that you know life is over, and that um, the reason that he has um, shot his his long-term friend and secretary, as he describes him, um, is because he didn't want to, he's, he's decided that he's going to shoot himself and he didn't want to leave Badger Zed um, kind of sick and, and penniless. So that's his justification. And then he shoots himself. Um, and he specifies also that no Hungarian academics are to attend his funeral, which is a kind of classic payoff. Um, and, essentially he's he's such a kind of flamboyant figure i think and 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 probably also because he is gay that he does slightly get written out of the 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 kind of the story of of paleontology but his the scale of his achievements are are really properly recognized now um you know and not just in paleontology and the whole idea of the way that the environment particularly islands can have on on evolution um and uh it's I just think it's a kind of wonderful, wonderful story. He's the most astonishing character. You know, this great paleontologist uh, who wanted to become king of Albania and was the first man to hijack a plane. So, I mean, you've already given some justification for this, but something we're asking all the contributors to this series is, 
Why does he deserve his 15 minutes of fame? Because he's just the most dramatically entertaining and flamboyant figure imaginable. I mean, I, 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 I can't imagine anyone having led a more dramatic or um, kind of eye-popping life. Um, now, you're also well known for your work on ancient Rome. How well do you think he'd have fitted in in that? I think he'd have fitted in tremendously well, uh, provided that he was an aristocrat, of course. I don't think he'd have lasted long if he was, you know, a slave or something. He would have run into all kinds of trouble. But um, as an aristocrat, I think he would have been quite well placed to uh, to indulge his enthusiasms. And do you think it's still possible to admire him despite the hijacking of plane, despite having killed his lover? I mean, is it still possible to admire somebody who's done things like that? Well, he kills his lover, as he says, as a, almost as a kind of act of love. Um, he, you know, I mean, he may say, well, you know, that's didn't he didn't offer Bajazed the uh, the opportunity to say he he'd rather live but i think that there's there's a kind of a, a, a quality of the doom that perhaps is is actually rather appropriate to transylvania you know if we the most famous transylvanian aristocrat of course is count dracula um and uh, Nopska is is born at around the same time as bram stoker is writing that and actually another another link with um dracula is that um, a fossil that Nopsha never found, but which came from um, one of these islands that he'd been excavating for dinosaur bones. And all the dinosaurs were, were dwarfish. So as, as well as the duckbill dinosaurs, there was a very dwarfish sauropod. Sauropods are normally the huge ones with the long necks and tails, that are, you know, famously the largest land animals ever to have walked. But but on this island, they were, they were tiny. But the dominant predator, it's now realised, was... Um, a, uh, a a pterosaur that was the only one the only creature on this island to have become a giant rather than a dwarf and of course had you know rather rather kind of menacing bat-like wings so perhaps a kind of slightly transylvanian <laughs> quality to that now in your twitter thread you wrote about nopsha a couple of years ago you said he was pretty much the most stylish paleontologist of all time would you be able to describe his kind of look his kind of get up well, I think there's something about uh, aristocrats who become obsessed by Albania <laughs> that lends lends itself to dandyism. So I mentioned the, the, the famous portrait of Byron. Um, Nopsha didn't normally dress up in Albanian kind of traditional folk dress, but he had a real penchant for it. Um, so kind of hats with tassels, uh, shoes with kind of dramatic flourishes, um, long tunics. Uh, very hard for me to describe, but all I, all I can suggest is that you Google him and go and have a look at this photo because he really does cut the most tremendous dash. That was Tom Holland speaking to Rob Attar. Tom is an author, historian and broadcaster who's written numerous books on the ancient and medieval eras. He's also the co-host with Dominic Sandbrook of the Rest is History podcast. If you're enjoying this series and would like early access to more episodes to hear more historians nominating people who deserve their 15 minutes of fame, go to historyextra.com forward slash 15 hyphen minutes. Thanks for listening. This podcast was produced by Daniel Kramer Arden. A collision between a Chinese jet and an American spy plane. He came and rammed into our left wing. With relations increasingly strained, what are the chances of things spinning out of control? The Western world was asleep. I'm Gordon Carrera. I'll be exploring the friction in this most important of relationships and asking, has the West taken its eye off the ball? You cannot ignore China. 
From BBC Radio 4, this is Shadow War, China and the West. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.